The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. You're listening to the Jacob Media Sports Network in partnership with AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Subscribe to the Jacob Media channel on YouTube for access to all daily sports content. All right, welcome back to The Fix, and you heard the man. Make sure you subscribe to the Jacob Media YouTube channel, J-A-K-I-B Media. You can find all of John's work uh, at the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Some of my work, too, but John's more important. Um, so let's bring John into the fold now. Follow John on Twitter at JFMcMullen, phillyvoice.com, si.com, host of Extending the Play every Saturday at 10 a.m. right here on 1490. John, how was your weekend? Uh, good. Championship Sunday. I don't know if I'm more important, though, Ryan. Don't disparage uh, <laughs> yourself. Yeah, you're right. I take it back. Um, all right, so before <laughs> before we eventually get to some Eagles talk, let's get John's thoughts on Championship Sunday. Tom Brady, death taxes, and Tom Brady. Um, so your thoughts on, on both games. Yeah, pretty amazing. Uh, I mean, I, I, you know, I preseason I picked Tampa Bay and Kansas City to be in the Super Bowl. Then I kind of begged out because Green Bay was playing so well. And I think what happened is what always happens in that type of situation when you do have the upset. Uh, the Packers uh, didn't play their A game, and 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 Tampa Bay played very well, um, and they certainly. Uh, deserve to win that football game, and that's obviously a very difficult environment uh, to win in. Uh, but the Packers had plenty of chances, and, and just was one of those things. I mean, even Rodgers to Adams, which has been so dominating uh, all season, kind of fell apart at the biggest moment. Matt LaFleur, just ugh, awful coaching uh, down the stretch of that game. And then on the other side, uh, I mean, you know, too much too soon, I guess, for Buffalo. Great season, but yeah. they just weren't in the same class as the Kansas City Chiefs. No, they weren't. That that game, it really was never close. Uh, neither game was, was that close. But just real quick on 
Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. So that was Rodgers' fourth NFC championship loss in the last seven years. And, of course, the talk today was amped up about Aaron Rodgers getting out of Green Bay. Your thoughts there, and if you agree, where could he end up? Well, I, I, I've been telling you all year, he does not like that organization. Um, I, I definitely think he would like out. Um, easier said than done. Um, for some of the same reasons the Eagles can't get rid of uh, Carson Wentz right now, except <laughs> he's playing very well. Um, so obviously there would be teams uh, dying, especially teams uh, that think they're a quarterback away. Uh, to try to pry him away. But I, I don't think it's financially feasible this early. 2022 is probably, I, I think, you know, the earliest the Packers can get out of it from a, a cap and dead money standpoint. And, again, not that's the wrong terminology. That's the terminology we use with Carson Wentz. It's just a matter of, you know, he's he's a disgruntled player that doesn't like an organization, uh, and he'd probably like to move on. Uh, but it's easy to say that. Now, he he's the type of guy, though. I mean, as much as I praise him as a player, he's the type of guy who can make things really difficult, and that could change everything. Uh, because if you really want to do something in pro sports, modern pro sports, Deshaun Watson's in the same category. If you're going to be uh, uh, so difficult that there's no other option, and Antonio Brown was another example of this when he was still playing at a high level. Um, sometimes teams just have to get ready. So we'll see how Aaron handles this. But, yeah, I've been telling you all year, and I told you guys on the radio when the Eagles played, I very texted Zach Ertz and said, where, where are we going to play together next year? He does not like that organization. Yeah, that's uh, that's going to be a story all off season long. So we'll be tracking it. Um, John, let's start talking Eagles, and you have to fill us in on a lot, my friend. We have the head coach landing into the new Eagles nest. Eagles found an offensive coordinator. Deuce Staley moves on. Uh, so fill us in on on everything. You can start wherever you want. I think the most interesting part, I, I certainly for fans, is the fact that you know Nick Sirianni is is being given the opportunity um, to choose his own coaches, and I think it's pretty ironic, at least on the surface. And I wrote about this on Sports Illustrated why, but you know it's kind of hard to explain a 39-year-old first-time head coach versus uh, a Super Bowl winner. One guy gets to choose his coaches. The other guy doesn't, uh, and you know the Eagles are what they are at this point, and and that's why, obviously, uh, really the only coach they were able to talk uh, Nick into keeping would be Jeff Stoutman, um, and that's a big one. Uh, but others, as, as you mentioned, Deuce Staley, that's you know more of he finally saw the writing of the wall and knew he hit the glass ceiling here. Uh, and if he wants to get to his ultimate goal of being a head coach in this league, he had to leave. He just had to leave this organization. Uh, and he'll be going out to Detroit um, with Dan Campbell, biting some kneecaps out there uh, in the biggest football guys coaching staff in the NFL. Um, 
And, um, you know, Gabe Fipp, I think, is also going to end up in Detroit, and that's the other coach the Eagles probably would have liked uh, Nick to keep, but uh, he wants to go in a different direction. It's going to be interesting, man. I, I got I, I mean, you mentioned the offense coordinator, um, you know, very limited uh, experience, uh, took over for Ken Wisenhunt. Um, and then the last season was the offensive coordinator with Justin Herbert, uh, Jonathan Gannon, the defensive coordinator, uh, first-time defensive coordinator. Not a lot of experience on this coaching staff, and that 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 should scare some people. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, surprised that the Eagles let uh, Sirianni, you know, pick his staff. When when I first saw the Eagles went the direction they did with the offensive coordinator, it, it seemed like, okay, this makes sense that it appears that he picked him, but maybe he really didn't, you know, maybe I'm just overanalyzing that, but um, that was clearly Sirianni's guy then, right? Yeah. They worked together with the chargers, uh, uh, Shane Steichen and, 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 you know, they're very close actually. And that was really the one to hire, I was told about pretty early in the process he would want and would target. And there was some question because obviously the Chargers have a new head coach and, and Brandon Staley. So um, you had to wait and see he was under contract, but normally a new coach would go in a different direction. He did. Uh, and he became available. And also Gannon was um, a pretty early focus that people who knew Nick would, would assume he would want to bring over. Um, and you know, I, if you look at if you look around the league at these young coaching hires, and it really started with Sean McVay, who's the youngest of them all when he was hired, um, and pretty much still is the youngest. He was so young when he was hired. Um, there's been a theme, and that theme is to to, to marry these first-time coaches with veteran guys. And, and with Sean McVay, it was Wade Phillips. You know, if you look at a Matt LaFleur, it was Mike Pettin. Uh, if you look at a Matt Nagy, it was Vic Fangio. Uh, even here, Doug's not as young, but he was first-time rookie head coach. It was Jim Schwartz. Uh, guys who had either been head coaches in the past or, in Fangio's case, ultimately became a head coach, but, you know, it's been a coordinator, had been a coordinator forever. Um here it's just oof, young guy, young guy, young guy, and look, maybe it's you know, maybe it's Vince Lombardi, uh, Jim Johnson, and Bill Walsh. But I got to tell you, it it's it's uh, I would want some veteran leadership, and maybe the Eagles look at Jeff Stoutland as somebody who could provide that. But it's certainly rare to go uh, this direction. John, something that I've noticed, and, and correct me if I miss something here, um, I haven't seen any Eagles players take to social media, and this is the current world we live in, but like, it's just been quiet like with, with the hirings and the new coaching staff. So I bring that up because I just want your opinion on how do you feel the locker room is handling all of this? What do you think their overall opinion is? with all of the new guys coming in on the coaching staff? 
I do think I saw a little bit from Lane Johnson, I okay. think. I'm not even sure, actually. I think he, he tweeted something out. But, uh, yeah, it, it's been mostly uh, quiet. I, I think a lot of guys, you know, remember, a lot of guys lobbied for Deuce Staley. And this is one of also the concerns, uh, and really this is not uh, Nick's fault, certainly, is, is the fact that um, – you know, he comes in a situation where Jeffrey Lurie talks a certain way and is always, um, you know, basically paid lip service to the Rooney rule and um, taking a look at good minority candidates, and he doesn't hire them. <laughs> I don't know other, any other way to describe it. I mean, he hasn't hired a head coach or a coordinator uh, who's African-American since Ray Rhodes. It's been over two decades and he talks about it. In a lot of ways, I think he hurts himself by going so over the top. I, I mean, some of these other owners who don't do it, at least they ignore it, and, and it doesn't become – in other words, he, he only exacerbates the situation. Yeah. Uh, and then you have, again, a large portion of, of um, the locker room. Um, and remember, this league is 69% African-American. Uh, is lobbying for Deuce Staley, and he goes another direction. And 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 by the way, I don't I don't think Jeffrey Lurie does this purposefully. Um, he thinks this is the best candidate, but he, he doesn't handle it well by the way he talks about these issues. And I, I think you know Nick's walking into this, and I think it's it, it's a difficult situation. And then on top of it, you have the quarterback controversy. He's got to deal with that. He's got to deal with a, a, a just a dearth of talent on the roster. Uh, and what I just mentioned before about he's a rookie head coach who doesn't really have um, a lot of experience at his coordinator positions. I, I mean, this guy's facing a lot of hurdles. <laughs> yeah, welcome to Philly. Um, John, no combine, no private workouts. There's a senior bowl. That's another hurdle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that, I want your thoughts on it because the senior bowl is this Saturday. So because of no combine, no private <laughs> workouts, does the ante become upped for this year's uh, senior bowl? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're going to have very limited opportunities to do your due diligence on these prospects. As you mentioned, no combine. The pro days are going to be – you're going to have limits on, on how many people can attend. Um, so it, it is sort of a whole new world. Uh, and the Eagles didn't handle it well last season. Um, hopefully they learn uh, from that and can handle things a little bit better this season and not only the draft, but also, you know, it's very unlikely that we're going to have an off season going to be just like last year uh everything's going to be virtual probably until training camp so whoever are the rookies and the first year players they're going to be just like the rookies and the first year players this year um and you know they're going to be up against it and again the eagles did not handle that well i think that was the most one of the most disappointing parts of the season because we all thought they would have the advantage in the NFC East, it turned out to be anything but that. 
Um, and, you know, we'll just have to wait and see how they handle it this time. Hopefully they learn from some of the mistakes, identified some of the mistakes, and uh, can fix them. But certainly from an evaluation standpoint, and, and remember, this has been going on. You, you know, in, in, in a pre-COVID world, you have your, your, your area scouts at all these colleges and, and doing work, and that was scaled back dramatically. So it's everybody's up against it. That had to have been a question that was asked, right? Like, what's your, not that that's a be-all, end-all, because COVID we don't think is going to be here permanently, but, um, you know, how are you going to manage this limited schedule, this challenging shortened off-season, right? Like, or or are they just going to rely on Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman to figure that out? Well, you would think, yeah, I mean, you would think it was uh, asked and answered and, and, you know, I, I mean, the Eagles had a plan last year. I think everybody did, but, um, you know, it, it came down to who handled it the best, not who, you know, maybe came up with the best ideas in the brainstorming session. It's just like on the field, it's about execution. And clearly, whatever plan the Eagles had, they didn't execute it well. Um, and other teams certainly did. I mean, you look at, what what I mean, Tampa Bay is going to the Super Bowl. We talked about Tom Brady leaving uh, New England. Um, you know, maybe uh, you know Tom had those 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 workouts that he probably shouldn't have had. And, yeah. and you know, Tampa Parks. Uh, you know, you find a way. I, I talked about Carson Wentz. I, you know, we all try to figure out why why did Carson Wentz have this historic regression, you know, one of my theories is he didn't do a damn thing this off season. Yeah. (laughs) And that's a guy who needs to be doing extra work. Whereas I said, you know, Tom Brady's ignoring public health officials and working at 43 years old. Um, and and people are going to rip him for that. People have already ripped him for that, but, um, you know, you got to pay a price for greatness. You can't just sit around. No, it's it's true, and I remember talking a lot about that with you when it happened regarding Brady, and we've talked a lot about, you know, Carson Wentz, what's wrong? Did he do enough in the offseason? Did he do nothing? New father, um, COVID, you know, whatever. It's who, who knows what was going on, but we'll see if this new regime uh, can get everything back on track. We're talking with John McMullen, our NFL Eagles insider, for your night on at J.F. McMullen. Um, so is the senior bowl, the, the next thing on the list, and we've touched on that already, so we can maybe go past that and say, what's the next item of business here on the agenda for the Eagles and the new coaching staff? Well, the next item is everybody's going to be introduced at some point, uh, this week, later this week is what the Eagles described over the weekend. So I expect Wednesday or Thursday, Nick Sirianni will will actually be introduced uh, to Philadelphia and meet with reporters for the first time virtually. And then I mentioned, uh, I would imagine uh, uh, Shane and, and, and Jonathan Gannon would be after that. And um, you got to fill out the rest of the staff. There's, uh, as I mentioned, Jeff Stoutland's back. We know the passing game coordinator. We know Tracy Rocker's going to be the D line coach, but, 
Uh, plenty of other positions still to be filled. The senior bowl is always big with that as far as assistant coaches. Sort of a um, – and then, again, affects the COVID world because it's usually a convention for coaches uh, looking for work. Uh, and, and, by the way, that goes both ways because, you know, Press Taylor's not coming back. Matt Burke's not coming back. All the old uh, position coaches, they have to look for new jobs around the league. Uh, so all that still has to shake out, and um, yeah, it's <laughs> plenty, plenty going on. Let's put it that way. More going on now than during the season. Yeah, and that seems to be, you know, that's the case, as we all know. But it just seems to be more and more so. Uh, each and every off season just gets crazier, more hectic, more to talk about, more drama. Um, you know, the list goes on and on. John, what? Um, you know, why don't you fill us in a little bit more on the OC? I can't even say his last name. Shane Steichen? Shane Steichen. Steichen. Yeah. All right, I nailed um, it. And, you know, he, he as I mentioned, Ken Wisenhunt was the offensive coordinator out there uh, with the Chargers, got fired um, in the 2019 season. He took over as the interim guy and then got the full-time job. Remember, Anthony Lynn was the head coach. Um, and he's an offensive background. So uh, it's one of those deals, and that's what we, you know, kind of like Nick Sirianni himself, um, who's an offensive coordinator under an offensive head coach in Frank Reich. Uh, so it's that type of situation. And obviously uh, before uh, Sirianni uh, went back with Frank Reich, he was with Steichen with the Chargers, um, and that's where – um, Sirianni first met Frank Reich before he left the Chargers and came to the Eagles. So um, uh, they've known each other for a long time, and we'll see how it works out. I would imagine, ironically, I, I mean, I, you know, sort of the setup in Indianapolis was the setup here as Doug Peterson had with Frank Reich, uh, and obviously Doug was the play caller. Uh, and Frank was heavily involved with game planning uh, out in Indianapolis. Frank um, was a play caller, and, and Nick was heavily involved in game planning, and I expect Nick to be the play caller here and uh, Steichen to be more of a game plan offensive coordinator. So um, it's interesting. You, 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 you try to move on from, you know, I talk about the pendulum theory all the time when it comes to coaches. Usually when you move on from a coach, you go in the opposite direction. Um, the Eagles have gone in the exact same direction in a lot of ways. All right, so you mentioned, we both mentioned the to-do list for Nick Sirianni. It's the quarterback situation, Carson Wentz, the lack of talent on the roster, meddling owner, um, you know, I know there's a couple other things. Young coaching staff. If you have to say, John, the most important, and yeah, it's it's the quarterback. But how does, if it is the quarterback, how does Sirianni go about fixing that problem? Then, like, what needs to change? What would you change this off season and even into the early parts of the regular season to try and right this ship and calm the storm? the media storm and the fan storm regarding the, the quarterback controversy or anything else? Well, one, I, I talked about the Eagles learning from their mistakes. One of, one of the mistakes they should learn from was, was the drafting of Jalen Hurts. And, and 
you know, this nonsense of having two quarterbacks, you never have a quarterback if you say you have two quarterbacks. So, one, I, I want to make a decision. I don't care what your decision is, uh, but the Eagles have to make a decision and move forward in that direction. Um, again, the financial aspect of it makes it more likely that Carson Wentz will be the starter, and then everybody's got to get behind that and, and move in one direction. Um I think the worst thing you could hear if you're an Eagles fan is we're going to have an open quarterback competition. I think that would be a disaster. Uh, And ultimately, I think at that point, Carson Wentz would further try to push himself out anyway. But so that's the first order of business, the Eagles. And that has to do with far more than Nick Sirianni. It's not like he's going to come in and say, okay, I want Carson. I mean, that's an organizational decision, uh, and that's probably above his pay grade. Uh, But, you know, the last thing you want is a quarterback controversy. Uh, And then, you know, the second part is, look, and I'll go back to Championship Sunday. I I would dare say, and I'm going to say, Matt LaFleur is one of the worst coaches in this league. Wow. One of the worst coaches in this league, and he's won 80% of his games (laughs) because he's got the MVP playing quarterback. Um, Talent wins in this league. So if you get talent, I don't care who you are, you're going to win a significant amount of games. You might – you might not win the Super Bowl um, because you make idiotic decisions, um, but you're going to win uh, a lot more than you lose. Um, and, 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 you know, the Eagles have to upgrade their personnel. and they got to get younger at the same time. And I have to answer a lot of questions. Is Jason Kelsey going to come back? Is he going to retire? Um, you know, what do you do with some of these older players and – do you restructure Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox? Do you look to move in different directions? Um, the offensive line, you know, Brandon Brooks, Lane Johnson, injuries on top of uh, high salaries and aging players. Uh, a lot of decisions have to be made by Howie Roseman, and they got to turn over this roster, and obviously they got to start finding difference makers from a talent perspective, they should be able to get one at number six overall. Yeah. And that's the, um, you know, everyone's screaming wide receiver. And I know I've asked you this already, but real quick, I mean, is there any chance the Eagles go a different direction? Of course there is. It's the Eagles, but you know, what, what do you see uh, playing out for the sixth overall pick? I mean, there's, yeah, I, I, yeah, <laughs> you know, you, you at, at six, you take the best player. Yeah. Simple as that. Uh, and and obviously, it, it, it you know if it's a quarterback, and the Eagles decide to move on, um, you know maybe they even consider that. That's very unlikely. And if it's a quarterback, it's more likely they would trade out of that spot and trade down and, and try to accumulate picks because they got a lot of holes they got to fill. Now, the problem with that is it, it, it falls off pretty quickly. I mean, you look at the history of this, you got to be really bad to miss that early in the draft. Typically, there's a few bad years, but not many. Uh, if you're going to have the sixth overall pick, you should be able to get a really good football player at some point. Uh, but you know what? You fall back and you say, we're going to trade down to 
11 or 12, it, it gets a lot trickier a lot more quickly than you would imagine. So those are kind of the, the things you have to weigh. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, they have so many holes. Everything is on the table. Although with an offensive head coach with a, with a background in receiver, as a receiver, he played receiver in college. He was a receiver coach. Um, man, they got to fix that position. And they aren't going to fix it with what they have. I'll say that. John McMullen joins uh, The Fix every night at 10.30 for your nightly football fix. Follow him at J.F. McMullen on Twitter, phillyvoice.com, si.com. And you can listen to Extending the Play. John is the host every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. John, give me your way-too-early Super Bowl outlook here. You predicted it in the summer, and then you backtracked on Friday, and now here we are. <laughs> so your now, thoughts? Yeah, now, now I'm going to give everybody a gift because <laughs> it's way too early, but Tampa Bay is going to win the Super Bowl. And, and the reason why has nothing to do with Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes. It's got to do with Jason Pierre, Paul, and Shaq Barrett, and the fact that Eric Fisher tore his Achilles. Mm-hmm. And that Kansas City offensive line is a mess. Yep. If they got Mike Remmers playing left tackle, oof, I, I, I man, I'm going to induct Andy Reid into the Hall of Fame right then and there if they can win with that offensive line. <laughs> yeah, just give him the Hall of Fame jacket, you know, right there at halftime or end of the game, whatever. Um, yeah, we'll be talking a lot about the Super Bowl, John. A uh, couple weeks to do it, and of course, plenty of Eagles talk here. Um, not dying down even in the slightest as we get deeper into the Eagles offseason, not the NFL offseason. All right, John, we'll do it again tomorrow, man. Thank you. All right, thanks, Ryan. Yep. All right, there he is, J-Mac. Luke, your thoughts? He's great. <laughs> Sounds great. He um, is great. I didn't, you know, I am. I didn't. I was busy following the playoff teams over the weekend. I didn't realize this guy John Gannon was hired as defense coordinator. So I was looking up some info on him. Yeah. So all three coaches, DC, OC, and Sirianni, all in their thirties. Yep. Yeah, I don't like that. No, I don't like that. I it doesn't I, make any sense. Yeah, I, I totally agree with John's point of you. You hire the Sean McVay's, um, and you you pair him with Wade Phillips, or you hire Matt Nagy and you pair him with. Um, with Pagano most recently, and then Vic Fangio before that. Right. Um, yeah, you know, these guys have never. We talk a lot about is the role of the head coach more as a drill sergeant, as like a military leader, or is the role more play calling? And it seems like none of these three guys are going to check the drill sergeant box. Like one of them needs to be the hard ass. And like instill fear in the players, and if all three of them are just kind of the strategy guys, and no one's instilling fear, and like you can show up to practice at eight fourteen when practice starts at eight, and you can show up to the gym at three twenty, and you should have been in the gym at three, like that starts to creep in quick. Yep. Um, and if there's no you know quote unquote hard ass Bill Belichick, Wade Phillips, all those guys, it becomes a different locker room. So yeah. Uh, I'm with you. It's very concerning. We'll talk more about it in the second hour. We'll also shift back to NFL Super Bowl. A little bit of uh, yesterday recap. Much more on the other side with Luke Burgandy. Keep it locked in. We're live in the Prop Swap Studios. Quick break.
Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.